and I am here with Dr. Matani um, to really join us and add some thoughts um, about some of the newer medication delivery systems um, that you've maybe used in practice um, to treat marginalized patients with HIV. Yeah, sure. Um, so, you know, over the, the past two years, we have developed a pilot program of long-acting injectable ART at our clinic which is modeled after the larger demonstration project at Word 86 at UCSF. However, our program differs in a number of ways because we're not an academic HIV clinic, but we're much more similar to a healthcare for the homeless type program. Uh, we're gonna be you know, publishing on, on our, the specifics of our model pretty soon, but just to provide an overview, uh, like I said, we started this two years ago um, and now have had about 20 patients on long acting ART, the majority of whom are on intramuscular cabotegavir rilpiparine, dosed either once monthly or every two months. Um, and a handful are, are administered cab or PV in combination with subcutaneous lenacapavir every six months, which importantly is a combination of antiretrovirals that's actually never been formally studied. Um, in addition to, to those ART patients, we also have 15 patients on, on intramuscular cabotegavir as long-acting injectable PrEP. But I think there's actually quite a bit more we need to do to, to make injectable PrEP more low barrier, probably even more low barrier than long-acting ART for our population. And the reason for that is managing HIV is alone often not high on our patients' list of priorities. And so you can only imagine that taking a medication to prevent HIV would be often even lower on, on people's priority list, even if they, they have a lot of risk factors for HIV. So if we're, we could develop systems in which we could administer, you know, do same-day injectable ART starts or reduce the, the number of lab draws that are required um, to be on this medication, I think it could be really productive and, and help for this, helpful for this patient population. Um, in terms of, of our outcomes so far, uh, we only have, again, you know, two years of data. Um, so this is still very early, but I'd say that overall our patients are, are doing pretty well. Um, among the, the over 200 injections of long-acting ART or PrEP that we've administered in total, fewer than 10% have been administered over seven days late, and 3% have been administered over 14 days late. Um, we've yet to have any patients on long-acting PrEP who've acquired HIV despite considerable risk factors. And up until a couple months ago, I can say that 100% of our patients with HIV on long-acting ART were virally suppressed. Unfortunately, we do now have at least one patient with who had multiple delayed injections develop resistance to both cabotegravir and rapiparine. And a second patient that I'm a little bit worried about, um, the, pen, the work is, is still pending. That said, on an individual patient level, this innovation has really been life-changing for a lot of our patients. Nearly half of, of people in this cohort had, had never been virally suppressed in their lifetime, despite having had HIV for years and often decades and trying to take oral medications, but, but never being able to have um, ideal adherence with, with oral meds. And in regard to the, the one confirmed virologic failure and the second patient that I'm, I'm concerned about now, while those cases really do make me pretty sad and um, I really do wish that they didn't happen, um, I think about them often, it's still hard to look back and, and think that we definitely shouldn't have started them on injectables because both started with really low CD4 counts. One of them was actually less than 20 at baseline. And both have now um, improved their CD4 counts to the above 200 to 300 range. Um, 
and kind of, you know, moreover, big picture, despite being subsequently prescribed oral ART, neither of the patients has been able to take oral ART, um, even with attempts at adherence support. So again, it's unfortunately not a situation in which we had other options that could have worked a lot better. So, so yeah, that's, that's how we're doing so far. I mean, it, it sounds like you're doing great work. Even I think the virologic failures that you're talking about, like, I mean, there's still kind of a win, right? The patient's still coming back, right? Like many of these patients don't come back. So really grateful to have the like patient experience and sort of your perspectives on the system as a whole. Thanks so much for talking, talking with us today. Thank you so much for, for having me.